Everyone, welcome to the show. I have some very important updates to share about investigations into Donald Trump. Um, first of all, I want to tell you guys about what's supposed to go down tomorrow. As you guys know, Trump is supposed to be turning himself in. He already flew to New York from Florida by himself. Um, can you imagine how that conversation went down in his house? Hey, honey, you want to go with me? You want to show your support and come with me to New York as I'm indicted for banging another chick? <laughs> her raw dogging a porn star right after you had our baby. What do you think? We'll make a we'll make a trip of it. We'll make it a, a fun time. We'll we'll go see a show. We'll hang out in New York. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think that went down like that. Anyway, um but yeah, he's going there. They are going to be blocking off the streets, they say in the immediate area. That way nobody can park there. They're worried about bomb threats and so forth. The threats against Alvin Bragg have continued. They have increased. People, of course, are sending in vile racist comments, um, anti-Semitic threats and comments about his supposed ties to Jewish donor George Soros, who has never directly donated to Alvin Bragg. The right has just taken that narrative and run with it, which is completely false. I know you guys are shocked. Um, over the weekend, though, before I jump into this, over the weekend, had a little bit of excitement. Um, Donald Trump's former attorney and fixer, Michael Cohen, actually retweeted one of my tweets three times on Saturday. <laughs> um, I was kind of shocked. I mentioned him and Trump in the tweet because people are saying that Michael Cohen is not trustworthy. He, you know, has been disbarred. He's a proven liar. So I pointed out that, yeah, he is, dis he has been disbarred. He did lie. He did cheat. He did commit crimes for Donald Trump. And Donald Trump fails to mention this at every turn. So anyway, he must have liked it. He tweeted it out, like I said, three times. Um, the first time by itself and then two times with comments. So it got a lot of activity. It's still getting activity. Sadly, <laughs> it didn't bring in really any new subscribers. So if you're watching this and you have not subscribed yet, please do so. Please help out. Um, my big goal is 100,000 by the end of the year. Let's make it happen. We need to get this information in front of people. So on to the newest news about Donald Trump and his investigation. So first of all, um, Trump has appealed the order that was issued by Judge Beryl Howe, which I told you guys about last week. It was in regard to grand jury testimony from his former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and then other members of his administration. So Judge Howell had ruled that their conversations with Trump weren't protected under executive privilege, so they would have to sit for the grand jury that's been impaneled by the Department of Justice. Well, Trump is attempting now to overturn that decision. He has appealed it. Um, it's unlikely it's going to go anywhere. It's unlikely he's going to win because we've been through this with other members of his administration and he's lost every single time. So this is just a delay tactic, really. I will let you know, though, what, what happens, how that all shakes out. Um, and now for the really big news, the Justice Department's classified documents investigation has unearthed 
new details. Uh, they supposedly, according to the Washington Post, the special counsel has obtained new evidence that implicates Donald Trump in obstruction of justice. The special counsel has obtained emails and text messages from a former Trump aide. Her name is Molly Michael. Well, her communications contain potentially damning evidence against him. Evidently, Michael's communication provided investigators with a breakdown, like a detailed breakdown of the, quote, day-to-day -day activity at Mar-a-Lago at critical moments. So this was from last spring when all of this was being discussed. This whole issue was coming to a head. And I believe before they issued the subpoena. It could be also after. They, they weren't real specific but unnamed sources told the Washington Post that based on witness statements, security camera footage, and other accumulated evidence, investigators have reason to believe, and they've said this before, but I guess they've gathered new evidence that just confirms it, that Trump did review co the contents of the boxes that he took from the White House after he received the subpoena from the DOJ to return the classified documents. Um, so this new reporting also says that the investigators have evidence that Trump instructed others to mislead government officials about the classified documents. And then in addition, the special counsel is said to have evidence that Trump ignored advice from several of his advisors that he should relinquish the documents. And he asked his advisors to issue statements that he knew to be false. He asked them, he urged them to go out on his behalf and release false statements, claiming that he had returned everything. This is the new evidence they supposedly have. And he asked other advisors and other attorneys that hadn't told him, hey, you got to turn this stuff over. He asked other people for advice about how he could retain the documents. So if this is all true, and if the special counsel can prove it, Trump very well could be charged with obstructing the investigation. So that's the 18 USC 1519 criminal code that we heard about at the beginning of all this. That carries a maximum potential sentence of up to 20 years in prison. So here's what I've been thinking about this case. Mike Pence really did Trump in again. If you think about it, because, you know, initially I thought Trump is screwed, right? We all thought everything that they found at Mar-a-Lago, he's just done. That's it. It's so clear cut, so black and white. But then they find documents at Biden's house, right? And then they find him at his office. And I thought, oh, shit. OK, well, there goes that case, right? They're going to have to get Trump on something else, because if the Justice Department charge Biden or charge Trump, but not Biden, then it looks politically motivated. But then they also found documents at Pence's home, right? So that put Trump back in the hot seat because the government, at least based on what we know from news reports, they can show that Trump is the outlier, right? One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> I mean, Trump is the only one of the three who didn't comply with orders to turn everything over. He refused also to allow the search of the boxes in the storage unit. So the DOJ can point to that 
and say, you know, see, we're not charging Pence and we're not charging Biden because they complied. They didn't obstruct justice. So that's the difference. You know, not that I'm saying that Trump's indictment in this case would be politically motivated. I don't believe that it is. I believe he broke the law and he should have to pay for it. But it slaps down the argument from the right somewhat, because Pence is likely going to be a presidential candidate in 2024. It's a joke. <laughs> he has no constituency, but he thinks he does. Um, but if the DOJ was just trying to block any and all Republican challengers to Biden, then they would also go after Pence, just like they're, you know, we think going to go after Trump. So it muddies the messaging from the right. So thank you, Mike Pence. <laughs> but, um, you know, and another thing I want to say about tomorrow and the whole Stormy Daniels case and all that. I find it hysterical that there's like this split screen and, and people, I mean, I don't, I'm not surprised, but they're talking out of both sides of their mouth again. I know you guys aren't shocked, but on the one hand, they're all beating their chests and saying, oh, this is so good for Trump. You guys just stepped in it. You know, you guys just made a huge mistake. You just handed him the nomination. You just handed him the presidency. But then they're all blubbering on TV. You know, you've got Lindsey Graham over there crying, which let's be real. That's more about Lindsey Graham and him realizing that he's in deep shit. Like if they're going to actually go after Trump for something like Stormy Daniels and these hush money payments, they're absolutely going to go after someone like Lindsey Graham for trying to rig the election for Trump. If, in fact, they have the evidence that we believe they do, they will absolutely indict him. So that's what his blubbering is about and him realizing that Trump isn't going to be around to help him in case the DOJ then takes that case up and he's facing state charges in Georgia plus federal charges, right? So Trump will not be in the White House to pardon him or help him in any way and manipulate the situation. But there's so many others out there blubbering and crying, Don Jr. and so many others that are out there just screaming and crying about this. I mean, Dan Bongino on, on Fox News, practically in tears. Wh why? If this helps Trump so much, if this is such a boon to his candidacy, for president, what are you guys so upset about? You should be celebrating along with the rest of us. <laughs> anyway, guys, I will let you know tomorrow what all goes down. Um, I will be watching it along with the rest of you. Uh, I will see. I will record it, but I don't know if I can use it because of copyright. Uh, but if I can sneak in a few clips here and there, uh, I will definitely do so. But... <sighs> Yes, it's going to be so good. It's like, I believe um, 2.15 Eastern time tomorrow. So I will talk with you guys later. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Really helps with Google and YouTube algorithms. If you can donate, truly, truly helps to keep the show going. You have no idea. All right. Love you guys. Take care, and I'll talk with you soon.